But I don't say assignment. I don't say wholesale. I avoid those words. It scares agents. They're thinking Kurt's strategy is to go find somebody else. I don't want agents ever feeling like my plan A is to find someone else. I want them to feel like plan A is to perform on the contract. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Data Cruncher software, which finds cheap houses in your area. Get it now at mydatacruncher.com. Uh, so I have a home that I'm trying to assign right now. Uh, I'm kind of butting heads with my agent a little bit. And so I told him that early on that the assignment was a possibility. It was one exit strategy. I asked him yesterday if I could send some people over there to look at it. And he said, well, who are they? I said, they're partners and investors. And he said, well, what are their intentions? He, I guess he's a little wary of me assigning, even though he admitted that I could do it, but he doesn't want to because he's focused on getting the closing. And I know that I should just assure him that everything's going to be the same and that everything will work out fine. My problem is that this is my first rodeo. And so I have kind of this fear of being that bad wholesaler or, or making whatever mistake. Like, I'm not sure if it'll end up working. You know, I'm doing everything I can to make it work. Um, And I did tell him, like this number might be a little bit tight, but as soon as we get yeah. people in there and we find out more, we may have to renegotiate. So I was upfront in that respect, okay. but I just yeah. don't want him to be like, oh, well, we have to renegotiate because you're assigning it. Or anyways, I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm in a little bit of an awkward position because yeah, he didn't, it's just kind of awkward. And that's, I know that's not really a, an actual question, but do you have any advice for that? Yeah, situation? so a couple of things. I never talk to agents about doing the assignment as a strategy. Meaning, well, I I just meant that like it was one thing that I could do. Yeah, but I don't do that. Okay. Yeah, don't talk about that with the agent. Well, the reason I brought it up was because in Arkansas, where I'm looking, there is a no assignment clause. And so I asked him to put and or assigns just next to my name. Okay. That's kind of that triggered it. Yeah. But even I had a, a weird discussion with him then because he said, he's like, oh, that doesn't really do anything because in Arkansas law, like you, you still need the seller's approval. Permission. So there should be a clause in that contract where the seller would agree to allow it. Mm-hmm. So if that's a checkbox or initial or whatever that is, you just want to find that in the contract and make sure that that's there. If it's not, yeah. then you'll want to put in the contract, seller agrees to give buyer the right to assign the contract. Okay. Okay. Now that's going to red flag. That's probably mm-hmm. going to spur a conversation. So what now, right? Like you brought it to their attention, even and or signs, it's bringing it to their attention. Oh yeah. So I put and or signs if I don't need to, meaning if my contract's assignable, if it's mm-hmm. in Arkansas and there's, a, there's multiple states that require the seller's permission, then I find that in the contract and I make sure it's there. I'll cross it out, initial it or whatever I need to do. Uh, usually it's there's a there's a clause for it that says seller agrees and then there's an initial. So anyway, in your case in Arkansas, it's going to become a part of the conversation. So now what? So mm-hmm. here's what I'll say, and this this might be helpful. I'll say, look, a couple things, agent. First of all, I'm not totally for certain I can make this number work. I think I can. I think I like this number. I need some due diligence so that I can verify and validate that this number will work for me. I need to get in there with my investors. I need to get in there with my partners. I need to get in there with contractors. I need to really solidify that the numbers work. I can't do any of that unless I have a contract because I, I can't spend my time, my investors and partners and contractors, 
No one's going to spend the time unless we have a contract. So let's get a contract. Give me a 10-day window. I'm going to need access to the property. I'm going to need to get in there with everybody. What are we doing? We're verifying that I can actually pay 110 that we agreed on. But I'm telling you right now that I'm not totally for sure until I do further due diligence. That makes sense. Everybody does that. That's how. That's why there's due diligence so that you can make sure it works. And then I'll say to them, I'll say, listen, in the event that something comes up during due diligence that I'm not aware of right now that would change something, I'm going to let you know right away. However, I also work with a lot of other investors. I have a lot of uh, partners and investors there may be an opportunity where this deal does work for them if it doesn't work for me. If that happens, then I'll simply let them step in my place and close out the contract. Now, that's the same thing as saying assignment, but I don't say yeah. assignment. I don't say wholesale. I avoid those words because it it scares agents. They think, they, they're thinking Kurt's strategy is to go find somebody else. I don't want, I don't want agents ever feeling like my plan A is to find someone else. I want them to feel like plan A is to perform on the contract, even if it's not plan A, which is why I still do that. Like if you're a wholesaler, I think you need to take down enough contracts to where you can actually say, I buy properties sometimes, right? <laughs> if all you ever do is the assignment and you can never say, I actually buy property sometimes, this is gonna be, it's gonna shoot you in the foot a little bit because you're not being honest or authentic. Right. But mm -hmm. since I actually do buy a lot of property because I fix and flip too. And if it's a good deal, I want to buy it. Maybe I'll keep it as a rental, whatever. Even if that's your intention, you can say it if it's your intention. So again, I want to make sure the agent understands listen, I work with them partners, investors. I don't know if these numbers are going to work. If you're uncertain, like be honest, I don't know. It's a little tight. I'm at, we're at 140 right now. I know for a fact if I was at 120, it'd be a done deal. That would be a no-brainer because that, that number I know works for sure. 140, it's a little tight. I want to do it. I want to I want to move to a closing and perform. I need some due diligence. I need to I need to see if I can really make that number work. I take that position even now after thousands of deals. I'll tell the agent, ah, man, 140 is a little tight. Let me see if I can make it work. If I can't, I also work with other investors that will gladly step in and close the contract. That would mean you get your commission, seller gets what they want. If I can't for any reason whatsoever, I'm going to bring it to your attention and I'm going to tell you exactly why. So I don't say I'm going to renegotiate. That's a given. What, I'm, what I say is I'm going to tell you what my problems are. I'm going to tell you what my concerns are. So then it's like, hey, you know what? I met out here with my investors and partners and contractors and it's actually going to take $75,000 to rehab this house, not 40, which is what I originally thought it would take. And the reason why is because it needs a roof. It needs this. And I list out all these problems and all these issues. I have a reason why that number doesn't work. I never just say it doesn't work because I want a better deal. That's not going to fly. They're, you're going to offend somebody. You're going to piss off an agent. You're going to upset the seller. But if you have legitimate reason why it doesn't work, even if you don't know what it is and your cash buyers are giving you a number, I say to my cash buyers, why can't you pay 150? I got the contract for 140. Why doesn't 150 work? Why do you have to be at 130? Well, and they're going to tell you, well, because it's going to resell at this or because it's only a two bedroom or it's on a busy road or the rehab's bigger or 
I can't, the rents are lower in that neighborhood, whatever the issues are, now you have cause to go back and you have a reason now to tell the agent why that number doesn't work anymore. Well, it's all stuff that I've heard before, but it's just a matter of the rubber hitting the road, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. But, but the other thing is with this, because uh, he was he sent me some contractors that he recommended and inspectors, but I don't want to hire. Is that normal for them to do that, or is he is he just trying to be overly helpful? Because he was kind of saying like, when are we getting this inspection going? Your due diligence is ticking, and anyways. Yeah. Just, so what I'll what I'll tell the agents is I'll say when I do my property inspection. I'm not going to hire a third-party inspector. What I mean by inspection is I'm going to go in there with my partners, investors, and contractors, and we're going to run our own numbers. And that's true because your cash buyers are doing that. They're running numbers. And oftentimes, cash buyers bring their contractors. I even will get contractors, even if I'm wholesaling, because if I can bring contractors in there as well, then that gives me more leverage with my cash buyers. So like, look, for example... Let's say a cash buyer says, man, I can't pay that number because it needs a new roof. I'll say, well, what are you paying for a roof? And they'll say, well, that roof's going to be 10 grand. And I'll say, well, I got a bid right here for seven because I'm inviting contractors over there too. Why? I want to show the agent and the seller that I'm doing real due diligence. I want real numbers. I want to provide that value to my cash buyers. And it just gives me more to do, more to talk about, more to help the deal make sense. Right. So I don't always have contractors come, but if you're feeling like you need that for like, let's say it's a big rehab, I'll have contractors go if it's a big rehab. If it's carpet and paint, no. If it's a simple, like you can see what it is really easily, Mm -hmm. carpet, paint, kitchen, bath, fine. But I'm just giving you some ideas here to, to help the agent understand what's going on. So then I'll say to the agent, listen, I got a lot of people that need to come through this property. I have to have access. I can't have you unlocking the door for me every time people need to come through. I need the lockbox. I need to be able to get in here with everybody. Yeah, that's the other tricky thing is just because there's a tenant. If it was vacant, I don't think I'd be running into any of these problems. Yeah. And so I asked if if we could get people in. And I guess another (laughs) frustration was he didn't want to have to drive the 30 or 40 minutes or whatever for all these people. And I was like, well, I don't care if you're there. Just... Just tell the tenant that they're coming. And so that's what we did. And I'm just waiting to hear back from the people who went today. Then, if it is tenant occupied, you want to get everybody there at the same time. You can't be doing one at a time. You know, you want to do like the inspection party idea where you try all the get, competitors. Yeah. Together. You try to get five, okay. 10 cash buyers at the same time. Okay. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll give the tenant a hundred dollar gift card to go out to dinner or whatever, get them out of there, get everybody in at once like what Ashley did. They got four cash buyers at once at the property. Yeah. I had two that were supposed to go this morning and I'll be calling them after this call to see what they found. But you're on the right track. You're doing it exactly right, Kurt. You just, you know, work through a little bit of how you can explain things to that agent to where they're not worrying now that you're not going to perform. Even if you're not, you don't want to look dumb. You don't want the, you don't want to look like you're, (laughs) you're purposefully not able to close and all of that. And that's okay. You, I get that, but at the same time, the more you're, the more you're explaining to the agent and why you need your people to help you with your due diligence, the more it makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. Awesome. Keep up the good work, Kurt. <laughs>